Hello, welcome to the LDS study session. It's me, your host, Matthew Roberts here, and we are uh, on episode 190 of this podcast now, uh, coming up to the big 200th episode, which is quite exciting. Uh, today, uh, we are looking at um, the Come Follow Me study for this week, uh, December the 2nd to December the 8th, 1st to 3rd John and the book of Jude, uh, which is entitled God is Love. And the uh, the section that we're looking at today is I can become like Jesus Christ, which is in the personal study section of the materials. Uh, this covers First John chapter two, uh, verse twenty four to twenty nine, and then First John chapter three, verses one to three. Uh, and yeah, th- this is a really important uh, principle that we find in these verses here. Uh, in verse twenty eight of First John chapter two. It says this, And now, little children, abide in him, that when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. Um, Now, this is a very important verse. It's mentioned in the um, materials. um, And it talks about how, you know, we can sometimes feel um, despondent or discouraged that we are not, you know, where our Heavenly Father can see our potential, uh, that we make mistakes, that we basically live imperfect lives. And that's the nature of who we are. Uh, But these uh, verses are designed to help us feel uh, less, um, uh, well, hopelessness, I guess is the word to use uh, about this, uh, to actually realise that actually, you know, through our Saviour and his atonement, we can become like our Saviour. And it's important that in verse 28, it says the phrase little children, here uh, referring to the fact we are children of God, which obviously points out our divine potential, but it's also um, arguably talking about the fact we are we that the people that John is writing to are children of Christ, in the sense that they have taken upon themselves the covenant to follow Him through baptism, uh, and because they have done this, they then become children of a covenant, uh, which means that not only have they got the same potential as everyone else to become like our heavenly Father, but they also have that destination prepared for them if they follow this covenant's path. Uh, through their life and I think that's one of the reasons why we're so hearing the phrase covenant path often recently is that this is an important part of our our life uh, particularly in these last days as we move ever closer to the coming of our saviour in the first john chapter three verses one to two it says this behold what manner of love the father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of god therefore the world knoweth us not because it knew him not Behold, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. This again is uh, pointing to the principle that we are called the sons of God, um, and I think that again, um, in the in the Greek translation, there's a couple of possibilities that this could mean in terms of the sons of God. The fact is, it's referring to us as children or as people of God. And again, this implies that we're not just talking about the fact we are spiritual children of our Heavenly Father, but that we that, that, we, uh, that are being spoken to as followers of Christ are covenant children, that we have this potential uh, to become as he is through the atonement which we've accepted into our lives. Another interesting thing is um, where it says, the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. Another possible translation would be understand, understood or understand. So understands us not because it understood him not. Um, because obviously people know of Jesus Christ, but they don't obviously truly understand him. 
Um, there's a great verse I want to share with this. Uh, sorry, a quote. Uh, in October 2015, in a talk called It Works Wonderfully, um, Dietrich Uchtdorf said this, quote, My dear brothers and sisters, if we look at ourselves only through our mortal eyes, we may not see ourselves as good enough. But our Heavenly Father sees us as who we truly are and who we can become. He sees us as his sons and daughters, as beings of eternal light, with everlasting potential and with a divine destiny. Um, close quote. I think that um, what's important to remember, though, is something that um, President Udorf at the time said uh, just before that. He said, quote, God will take you as you are at this very moment and begin to work with you. All you need is a willing heart, a desire to believe and trust in the Lord. Close quote. So again, the point that we um, are not perfect, we cannot be expected to be perfect, and we are not expected to be perfect at this point. We are and we will be accepted by the Lord as we are now, as long as we are willing to follow him, trust in him, and live our lives you know, as, as best as we can. Uh, in verse 3 uh, of First John chapter 3, it says this, And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Um, this hope is a difficult thing to attain to begin with. Uh, me and my family, for one of our Come Follow Me sessions, uh, watched this video uh, that is linked uh, to this principle of light and hope, um, which was suggested in the um, enzyme, yeah, in the enzyme suggested study materials for families. Um, I mean, I would recommend once again that you look in these because there's a wonderful um, library of things, um, you know, kind of colouring sheets and activity sheets, videos and articles that are kid-friendly. So I really recommend you looking at that, especially if you have young children or even teenage children, uh, because there's a lot of things that are really applicable and relevant and easily adaptable to families there. Uh, one of these was a video, uh, and it was a six-minute long video, so I was a bit, you know... It's not one of the short two to three minute videos that might capture my kids' attention easily. It was a good six minutes, and so I was thinking, oh, you know, will he, will he sit through it? But we tried it, um, you know, and me and my wife decided to sit them down and say, right, before we carry on doing what we want to do, we're just going to have ten minutes just to, talk, to watch this video, talk about it a bit afterwards. And my kids were totally transfixed by it. It was about a man who, you know, didn't have a belief in God at all, didn't believe he was there. He was given an invitation by someone to come to the Lord um, because of the, Lord, the Lord wants him. And so he decided to try it, to pray and to fast. He didn't get it. And so he still didn't have this hope or this light in his life. And then suddenly, uh, you know, through circumstances, he had the opportunity to once again try and connect with the Lord. And as he did so, he felt this light, this, and this well, what could only be described as hope uh, for his personal, you know, salvation, his personal eternal life. Uh, and, you know, it was really, um, it was really in, not intense, but a really, you know, reflective video um, because it made me, made me think, you know, where am I at in terms of my, um, my aspirations? Am I just living day to day, just looking to the next day to try and get through and, you know, try and make the best of it? Or do I see that future, that potential, and then fashion my life in a way to help me eventually come to that point? Because I won't be perfect now. Um, but it is a really important thing to be able to look up uh, and to see beyond those horizons. And actually, I think of the hymn, Come Follow Me, um, there is a great line in there which says, while travelling through this veil of tears. And at first, obviously, I just presume it meant a veil as in, you know, something that's put over your eyes. But actually, the spelling of veil in that uh, sentence actually refers to a valley. 
Uh, and so, you know, it's the, the hymn is suggesting that as we follow the Saviour, he lifts us up out of this valley and we can see those horizons, which is a wonderful image, uh, which, which relates really well to this. Um, I've got a, a quote to share on this. Um, in a talk called Reflections on a Consecrated Life in October 2010, D. Todd Christofferson said this, quote, uh, A consecrated life is a beautiful thing. Its strength and serenity are as a very fruitful tree, which is planted in a goodly land by a pure stream that yieldeth much precious fruit. Of particular significance is the influence of a consecrated man or woman upon others, especially the closest and dearest. The consecration of many who have gone before us and others who live among us has helped lay the foundation for our happiness. In like manner, future generations will take courage from your consecrated life, acknowledging their debt to you for the possession of all that truly matters. May we consecrate ourselves as sons and daughters of God, that when he shall appear we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is, that we may have this hope. Um, close quote. Now those final few lines were obviously from Moroni chapter 7 verse 48. Uh, which talks about how uh, as we pray unto the Father with all energy of heart that, so we can be filled with charity, we can become the sons of God or children of God, covenant children. Um, because, of, of course, we are already children of God, but this is again talking about this covenant, this consecration of our lives. And then when he appears, we will be like him and we, and we have this hope, which then goes back to that first verse I shared, which talks about the confidence. Uh, and so I just encourage all of us to reflect on this and just think about how we are looking at ourselves with this horizon this potential um recognizing we aren't there now but our heavenly father will work with us as we are now no matter where we are uh, i hope you've enjoyed the study if there's anything that you've been studying please share it at matt s roberts 90 on twitter or email ldsstudysession at gmail.com thank you very much for your time and until we meet again